Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who will team up with me today, my other friend. Oh, boy, I think this last part. My friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? I'm ready to team up, just like I have for, what, six months now? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're definitely a team up, so uh, I'm doing great. Do you know why I said uh, team up? Do you know why I did that? I, I think so, James B., because we're doing Marvel team ups today. Yeah. Do you understand what Marvel team up is now? I, I think I do. It's like bringing different things from different comic books together, different personalities for sure. It's a cash grab to try to get more Spider-Man content. And it's going to start off with some good content. And then eventually they're going to just throw random people in there and it's going to get messy and they'll be all. It's not always a Spider-Man book, too. There's 150 issues in you know, 140 or Spider-Man in them. But uh, we're going to cover, I think we're going to cover the most important ones, the most interesting ones. I did a little research on like which ones are the best. I don't think we're going to cover all 150 of these for sure. But we're definitely going to cover the first four because uh, our friend Morbius, who we've been talking about for two podcasts in a row, is in one of these books. But he's not in the first one. Eddie, why don't you tell us the title and some information about the first one, and then I'll do the summary. Okay, this is um, from March of 1972. Uh, Roy Thomas and Ross Andrew present Marvel Team-Up 1, Have Yourself a Sandman Little Christmas. <laughs> yes, it's Christmas time. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man can't finish off the Sandman quick enough. So Peter goes to get the Fantastic Four because he wants to get back to Gwendy on Christmas Eve. Uh, Johnny and Spider-Man tease each other as usual, and they team up to break up a few minor crimes before they find the Sandman, who, Eddie, he actually defeats them. That's right. Flint Marco, in his new costume, ties them up, throws them in a water tank. But the heroes escape after getting a hint from the Sandman about how to escape. See, Sandman is trying to visit his mom, and he agrees to come peacefully after the visit. Peter even gives him a gift for Sandman to give to his mom after Sandman explains the situation. The Sandman does see his mom, and later he escapes through the drain. Uh, it's Christmas, so our heroes don't seem to care. Eddie, that's Marvel Team-Up 1. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, I think the first panel on the first page, because if you look at the cover, it's pretty intense. Like, the Human Torch is throwing fireballs at Spidey, but this first panel... I can read this part. Tis the day before Christmas, and all along the sand, not a creature is stirring, save the polar bear clan. <laughs> and there's a great shot of a man in a very small bathing suit with a rather large gut. And that, I think, lays the tone for the rest of this book. It is rather silly. Yeah, this is something that the uh, multiverse of badness guys, uh, Zach and Mike... They would approve. Yeah, they would. This is for them, this issue. But, you know, we're not going to spend too much time on Marvel Team-Up 1 because this isn't the one that I wanted to talk about. All right. Why don't you give us the uh, introduction for uh, Marvel Team-Up number two? Uh, Marvel Team-Up number two uh, showed up on May, in May of 1972. Uh, Jerry Conway and Ross Andrew present Marvel Team-Up 2 and Spidey Makes 4. So Johnny Storm, he needs a friend. That's right. Uh, he's feeling down and he goes to find Spidey who, being the jerk he is, brushes him off. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Frightful Four have a plan. Down a member, they want to recruit Spidey. Spider-Man shows up at Fantastic Four headquarters when, without any explanation, he silently helps the Frightful Four subdue the Human Torch. Uh, this is shocking to the reader, 
I had to go back and see if I missed something. Did this happen to you, Eddie? Absolutely. I, I reread it several times. Uh, why don't you tell us the rest of this book and we can go back then? Okay. So, so just to be clear, Spider-Man is helping the Frightful Four, but he's clearly not talking. And that's sort of relevant the way that they, they spell it out. So anyway, the, the wizard, he's like messing around with the negative zone stuff uh, when Annihilus makes himself known. And uh, I'll explain this to you guys in a minute if you don't know who these people are. Thank you. The torch frees himself and he gets through to, I guess, a hypnotized Spider-Man who breaks out of this trance. And then Spider-Man and the Human Torch team up to defeat the Trapster. Then they defeat Annihilus and then the Sandman. And then Spidey goes home. And that's it. <laughs> well, so... Yeah, we need to break this down a little bit. Go ahead and hit me with some questions. I'm ready to go. You know, James B., we got to go back to this part where Spider-Man inexplicably just becomes hypnotized, I guess, and attacks Johnny Storm. It's it. I think it could be the best part of the book, and yet I don't think there's a single panel that shows it. Spider-Man on page five, he swings away. Yeah. The wizard okay. sees him on page five and says, there, he is the one that will come our little group. The wizard has plans for our japing friend. And this says we're going to strike the Fantastic Four. This is page five. Yeah. Okay. Five panels later, <laughs> Spider-Man is at the door. Yeah. Not talking. Will not talk. And Johnny Storm just assumes, all right, you must be angry. I'll. You, you can apologize up here and let them in. And then he's going to apologize too? I... I I, I, I'm not okay. The wizard is not a hypnotist. This isn't the ringmaster. Okay, this is the wizard. He's, For real, I thought this was like the Doctor Doom, you know, robot, or, um, you know, harkening back to annual number was it four when we had the wizard, wizard and Mysterio, and they had they had built a you know a deception. Maybe the wizard picks it up from Mysterio. How to? That's what I thought. But then it turns out to really be Spider-Man. Yeah, a good call back to the Wizard of Mysterio. Do you remember those two guys? They were they were a team up too, Eddie. Yes, in annual they were, four. Right? They were a special kind of team up. <laughs> really good buddies. Yeah, really good buddies. <laughs> they were they were great buddies. Okay, sorry. So yeah, the, uh, there's no reason why he's he's been hypnotized. So that that took away from this book, but the book did contain. Uh, the Negative Zone and Annihilus, which are massively important, massively, uh, you know, Annihilus is, I don't want people shouting at me through the podcast, but, you know, Annihilus is your your Green Goblin level of uh, in the Spider-Man world. Like, he's the big bad, you know, and you're like, go, give me Fantastic Four villains. And you're like, okay, Doctor Doom, you're like Frightful Four, Annihilus. And then, you know, I've read like 300 issues and this is, this is all I'm thinking. Oh, Galactus. Sorry, poor Galactus. But, you know, that's now I'm going to start scraping around. Like it's this is Annihilus is he's serious. You know, he is. He's more like Kang. Uh, that's not a good analogy for you. That's an Avengers guy. He's just a he's just a real problem. You know? All right. All right. He's a real, that's fine. He's a real problem. Vastly more knowledgeable in Fantastic Four than me. That is for certain. So I and, uh, and and Flint Marco, by the way, you know, what a great a, Smart way of bringing over the Sandman since he's in both groups and being uh, spider. Since Sandman's a Spider-Man villain yes. and a Fantastic Four villain, an original. What? A, yeah, what a great 
guy. What, what's up with his costume, by the way? What, he's like a, he's got like a helm on now. Uh, you know, we saw this in the first Marvel team up, and I didn't recognize him. Really, I thought this was somebody else who was like Sandman, and then realized this is a a costume concocted by the wizard, I guess, to enhance his sand powers. Oh. But I don't think I don't think it works very well. Like he. Uh, he doesn't seem any better or worse. Like in this book, Johnny Storm term, turns him to glass by throwing a bunch of fire at him, which I always thought this is not a good matchup, Johnny Storm versus Sandman. It's pretty over pretty fast. And listeners, you're not going to go pick up this book, so I'm just going to tell you, he's basically wearing like a green costume a la like the Juggernaut from the X-Men ah, where he's got the... Excellent analogy. Uh, the eyepiece. Uh-huh. He's you know, a little, little less husky, but you know, I don't want to spend too much more time on this one because it ends with everybody being beaten up by our heroes at the last minute. Yep. Um, and uh, they defeat everybody. It just tells me that these guys are a great team and uh, hopefully they, they can come back and do it again, right? A great team I question quite heavily because this Johnny Storm and Spider-Man's relationship is... Uh, fractured at best, I would say. But speaking of relationship problems, we're going to see Spidey with a couple more um, heroes to interact with. Uh, Let's look at Marvel team-up number three from July of 1972. This is Jerry Conway and Ross Andrew again in The Power to Purge. Eddie, did you notice these books are all uh, two months apart? Oh, I did not notice that. Not not a monthly title. Interesting. Um, keeping Keeping them two months apart. Speaking of two... There are two uh, black brothers fighting with each other about the lifestyle choices they have made. After a scuffle, the college boy brother, we'll call him, leaves, and the other comes across Morbius, who unfortunately turns him into a vampire's assistant. Meanwhile, Spider-Man is having head problems again, some kind of headache. He can't shoot webs and control his powers. He's you know, flumbling all around. It's interesting. At the beginning of this book, we see Morbius create a vampire. Um, I I didn't know this was possible. Did you, James B? I knew that vampires could create like vampires assistants and stuff. Well, like that. I, I I think we have kind of a common view of what vampires are, but I always assumed Morbius was outside of that scope, even though he's declared himself a vampire. Um, nonetheless, this is interesting because Morbius's blood. Um, is a big part of this book and features into Spidey's problems later on. Why don't you continue, James B.? Okay, I just want to also mention, this is Morbius's, this is his third book. Ah, yes. Am I right? Yeah. Like, right. ever. Third book ever, yes. That's so his third book ever is, yeah. right, I'm saying his third book ever is Marvel Team-Up 3. So, like, we <laughs> we had, like, first Morbius, Morbius Origin, and now he's in a he's in a team-up. So when, they, when we see him turning someone to a vampire's assistant... I mean, maybe this is what he's been. I mean, it's only the third like, book. That's true. It, I like this blitz on Morbius. We, let's get him in there as much as we can. Yeah, and for those who are listening to this uh, sometime in the future, we're doing this about about four weeks before they released the Morbius movie. So this is a this is very convenient for us too. <laughs> Excellent, smart marketing. Um, <laughs> we're gonna no, get just, the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> wait, till, wait till our sponsor comes in. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> love our. Our sponsor's going to be rake. We're getting a lot of money for our sponsors. Get a nice vacation from that one. Okay. (laughs) Sure, we will. (laughs) I think our sponsor's a PSA today. (laughs) I don't think they pay that much. Um, Hey, thank you for uh, the lead in there. Uh, The Fantastic Four are visited by Michael Morbius's fiance, Martine, who retells the Morbius origin story. 
Uh, Hans Jorgensen is referenced as a scientist who might be able to help having corresponded with Michael Morbius. Uh, Johnny goes off to find um, Jorgensen at his college. And meanwhile, Spider-Man also searches for the professor and hopes to find a cure for his headache. Um, uh, Spider-Man is going to Jorgensen for help. This is seems to be just a professor Peter has. Does he have any other friends that could help him that you can think of? I want to go back to Doc Connors because last time he asked him for help, he turned to the lizard and almost got himself killed. So I would say I would rule him out. Uh, he did waste his. Uh, didn't uh, well. I don't know who else he could ask for I help. I mean, I don't know. I just think taking a little bit of a, a poll of his friends right now. He's got yeah. what Joe Robbie. Okay, he's got. Joe Robbie can't help with a headache. He's got. Well, I mean, he could help Spider Man, right? And then, like you said, he's got Doc Connors. And then no, he can't go there. He, he can't really do that. But then what about, uh, I mean, he could go to the Fantastic Four. It's not like that's unheard of, that he could go to, like, Reed Richards for help, right? Correct, correct. I think, um, can he go to Doc, to Dr. Bromwell as Peter Parker with a headache I, problem? I I think, I mean, he could. I don't know. Would you go? Would you rather move. go to, like... A, I, I, just, I think he actually doesn't have very many friends, again. This is, like, a big problem for Spider-Man. But he knows where there's, like, this molecular biologist like right in his in his town well listen regardless he does get there uh as does johnny storm they meet in hans jorgensen's classroom where hans actually protests their arrival he's very upset at them for interrupting his lecture and showing up he makes them wait through his lecture (laughs) and then he hears them out over a cup of tea ah this is my kind of guy right in case you didn't know listeners i mean I am a regular tea drinker, and as we do the podcast here, uh, what I have a this is a glass of ginger turmeric tea right now. <laughs> I was like, yes, professor, let's have a cup of tea and discuss your lecture or whatever the problems you have. Yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man rip, pulls up his mask and he actually drinks the tea, but the torch does not. Yes, this is a great scene for me personally on a personal level. I'm like, yes, tea drinking. A scream from a Morbius victim interrupts the tea-drinking party and leads the heroes to battle Morbius. Uh, Spider-Man doesn't hold back, causing the torch to pull Spidey off Morbius, and soon a crowd of students attack the heroes. This is crazy to me. Who just, like, assumes... Okay, fine. Maybe Spider-Man, since his public, public opinion is mixed often, but, like, Johnny Storm? No one recognizes a hero of... New York City in Johnny Storm. They just assume he's doing something terribly wrong and literally like beat him up like in a big way. Yeah, this could be simply because they want Morbius to be able to go after the other brother because he takes advantage of the situation and he goes after, you know, like the the college brother basically who's there in the protesting yes. uh, and fighting. And then the vampire brother is like, no, don't hurt my brother. And he tries to stop Morbius and... Morbius like swats him and this vampire assistant brother, I think his name's Jacob, but I'm not positive. He, he falls and he hits his head like on a rock, like right on the temple. And uh, yeah, he, and he's, he's, well, he's not going to suck his blood. We, we don't, we're not quite doing that. We, we got the comics code authority on this one. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, but, but here's a dead body right away from a vampire. So Morbius flees. And uh, like I said, the comics code authority, they're like, all right, we're, we're willing to give you a dead body and a vampire, but, no, no blood. That's, we're, we're already out of control here, people. I don't know. I think it could be argued that Morbius wins, too. I think he I think he wins a lot in this book. He doesn't... I guess Jorgensen doesn't get killed, but... 
And you're referencing that because we discussed that the Comics Code Authority wouldn't let villains win. Correct. That was one thing they were against. So I, I think the new Comics Code Authority at this time has to be something like no positive drug messages, no positive alcohol messages, no blood. Yeah. Because everything else has been is is being covered. I, I don't know. What'd you think of a uh, Johnny and, and Spidey on this in this book, particularly to the other ones? It it showcases their relationship, to, you know, to a T. And really and truly, we haven't seen Johnny and Spidey in a book in a long time in Spider Man, at least, right? It's been yeah. We saw them fight the Beetle a while ago, and maybe one other appearance. You say it like you're missing them. <laughs> I am definitely not at all. These guys. I hate this relationship and it never matures. It like never gets better. Like I would expect this to develop. And yet it's, they both Spider-Man's such a jerk. And Johnny like always goes back to him. What, what do you do? We got man? hundreds of issues to go. Maybe things will uh. change. But and you and you and I don't, don't see any change here. Uh, Johnny and the torch three, three issues in a row is, is enough for me with them. And thankfully, we don't have to deal with the torch really in the next issue. Uh, yeah. And Eddie, why don't you give us the lead in for the final of our Marvel team up issues today? All right. Yeah. Perhaps we'll get some friends with the X-Men in this one in September of 1972. Uh, Jerry Conway and Ross Andrew wrote Marvel team up four, and then the X-Men. So Peter is still sick. This, the continuity continues in these books. Um, and his feverish screams wake Harry. Hey, Harry Osborn, we got one of Peter's friends finally appearing in these uh, Marvel team-up books. It's nice. To be, very generically, uh, Peter and Harry can be fighting like they always do. Uh, Peter decides to go see Hans Jorgensen again. Maybe he's looking for some tea, Eddie. You never know. That's right. But, but Morbius beats him to it. I'm not talking about the tea. I'm talking about the fact that Morbius kidnaps the professor, and when Spidey shows up, he takes the blame on the papers. Of course... Jorgensen is known by Professor X. Oh, oh, I know Jorgensen too. Everyone does. Who reaches out to four of his X-Men to follow up on the story in the papers. You know, it bothers me that Professor X immediately assumes that Spider-Man is the person who kidnaps Jorgensen. For fundamentally, like, is it part of Charles Xavier's shtick? Like, he is a nice and forgiving person. And I don't like this part. Can't say that, you know, I was pretty upset. Do you think that the the crime scene really did lead to Spider-Man being, like, really the suspect? Was it, like, bad timing on Spider-Man's part when he shows up there? Like, is there, a, is there enough cause? Well, I don't know if there's enough cause. There's enough cause for someone like Jay Jonah to, like, write nasty newspaper articles about him and give him, you know, worse public attention, so. But I'm saying, you know, a woman goes upstairs to find Jorgensen and Spider-Man's in the room. You know, so and this and then Jorgensen's gone. I'm just saying there is a little bit of a connection there. But all right. I'm not saying you're right. I'm just giving you this. <laughs> I, I'm said like, all, I understand. I said all right, not your right. It says right. it in the Hey, you're the you're 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 the one who's used the Daily Bugle as a source before. <laughs> so don't don't you read it in the papers, it must be true. <laughs> all right. Moving on, moving on. We don't need to discuss that. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of this Professor X and the X-Men. Spidey has to battle the X-Men. And while he's fighting them, he's overtaken by this nasty head cold fever he's got going on. But that allows Professor X to then read Spider-Man's mind. And he realizes that Morbius is the enemy and not Spider-Man. Um, so the X-Men get in a fight with Morbius and they're losing really badly to Morbius before Cyclops, uh, he hits him with, he hits Morbius with like a trick shot. 
It's so dangerous. He reflects his beam off a, I think it's a broken mirror behind him and hits Morbius in the back. Keep in mind here, Jean Grey, Morbius is holding Jean Grey in like a, like a arm lock and he could just bite her at any time and, or he's strong enough to like probably, you know, tear her in half or whatever. Incredibly risky Cyclops, terrible idea. It's one of those scenes in the movie where somebody's, like, you can't take the shot, and the person's like, take the shot, I don't care, take the shot, you know. Ugh. But he shoots, you know, like you said, behind, which is kind of, I actually loved it. I thought it was a great, a great Far too great risky panel. for me. Oh, I, I thought it was. so worried for poor Jean Grey. All right, you say risky, I say it was the best <laughs> panel. And I loved I loved it. <laughs> um, well, Xavier and Jean do some mind reading, and they can determine where Jorgensen is. Soon, the unconscious Morbius joins weakened Spider-Man and the liberated Jorgensen all at Xavier's mansion, where Spider-Man is cured. And accolades go to Gene for finding Jorgensen. Uh, Spidey is thankful, and he's to celebrate. He kisses Gene Grey right on the lips, and then he jumps through a window, crashing through it, breaking glass everywhere. What'd you think of that? What is wrong with Spider-Man? The kiss is... I mean, this is border. Well, it's not even borderline. This is assault. <laughs> what is he doing? Like, Jean Grey's eye. And then if you look at this last panel, Professor Xavier <laughs> looks like his brain is going to explode here as he's watching the kiss happen. And then Spider-Man crashes out the window. Like, <laughs> yes, he, he he says his- you're in the X-Men's like, yeah, let's get the let's get the panel by panel here. It says. <laughs> Apparently, the accolade is universal, Gene, I think. And, the, and Spider-Man says, don't, Professor. After all, I can't really thank any of you guys. But as for the lady, Gene, I can thank her. And like you said, pl- pulls up his mask, you know, or the original pull up the mask kiss, right? Kisses her. And then his line is, and now that that's done, I got to be saying goodbye. And he smashes right through the window and it says, crack. And it says, because not only am I slightly antisocial, but it's already hours past my bedtime. And then Jean says, well, sir, I suppose that ties yeah, it that is... up, does it? And she, she's like smiling like. Yeah, there's a, little, and, uh, there's a small grin on her face, which I assure no, no living, no real life Jean Grey would have after that. <laughs> and then the professor's line is, I wonder, Jean, I truly wonder. <laughs> Which, which well, sort of, it would fit any other storyline, I suppose. It looks, it looks like he's looking at Morbius, but honestly, if he's not thinking, like, what is wrong with Spider-Man? I'm not digging through that head again. Like, <laughs> and everyone else, yeah, everyone else is looking out the window with Spider-Man swinging away, and he's like staring at Morbius. So, <laughs> crazy, crazy ending. <sighs> you liked four better than I did. I know that, right? I you liked, liked four. I, I guess I just haven't seen the X-Men in action. I, I need a little bit more X-Men. Um, but yeah, I liked the plot twists in it too, how it kind of moves around like they need they need Morbius's blood again to actually cure Spider-Man since uh, he got his injection to get rid of his extra arms, but it seems to continue be continue to you know give him a toxin which is gonna kill him yeah until let me, they save him. That's a great point Eddie. Let, let's let me just give you I, I know I've been doing a little bit of reading here, but I think this is the Read what Jorgensen says. Uh, So Jorgensen here at the end, he says, This is hardly paradise, my friend, though you would have found it, I think, if Charles hadn't lent me the use of his equipment. 
We inoculated you with an extract of the original enzyme, a difficult procedure, but luckily quite effective. So he's talking to Spider-Man there, and Spider says, it looks like I owe you my life, Professor. And yeah, so yeah, as you pointed out, he he uses Morbius. So there's been a lot of Spider-Man taking a lot of blood yeah. from Morbius for a lot of reasons. I, They're like, we need your blood because we got to get rid of your six arms, right? There's, yeah, there's so much. like. Morbius. And then I need your... <laughs> Go Keep ahead. talking to me. It's okay. Go ahead. More Go ahead. Like blood is just such a theme now. Like blood occupies <laughs> so much of Spider-Man. Sucking blood, blood enzymes, everything. It's all over never, the place. Never seen though. Never see seen. The they will never break that that rule, I guess. So it's, you know, it's like an action movie. PG-13. Well, the Comics Code Authority, they're, they're looking out for us. And we have a PSA today uh, for our sponsor. This is, we don't usually have a lot of PSAs. We get them occasionally. Um, but... It's that time, and you know, hopefully, you'll support our PSA. I mean, that, if you're ever going to support something, it's usually a PSA, right? All right, yeah, very likely, yes. Uh, Eddie, today is a PSA from Students Against Jorgensen. He admits he's an ogre in front of the class and is always very tense. When the tortured Spider-Man showed up to help, he called out the Human Torch for being rude, and he protested when Spider-Man joined in. Does Jorgensen like supervillains and not superheroes? This is what S.A.J. knows. <laughs> I, I, I continue. He made them wait for the lecture. Is he trying to delay them from saving Jefferson and his brother? Sure, he eventually helped Spider-Man, but just so he could brag about the difficulty of the task. He teaches at State U. Ever wonder why a private college wouldn't take him? Probably because he corresponds with Michael Morbius, the vampire who kills people. I don't want a killer teaching my children. I want a hero. Hans Jorgensen is no hero. Paid for by SAJ, Students Against Jorgensen. Eddie, that's, do you support? S- that's our, our, our PSA for the day? Is Yeah, Students Against Jorgensen. Students against Jorgensen, and we're against him because he's a rather ornery lecturer, rather a lot of conviction about education. Well, I'm just I'm just reading the the PSA, but it, apparently he, <laughs> from what I he did delay the heroes from from fighting. Is, is this not true? It's that's true, but did he did he also cure Spider Man and then basically brag about the difficulty of the task? Uh, well, that is true also, but I appreciate having a professional both uh, in practice, you know, curing Spider-Man and taking the time to lecture uh, the public students at the university, too, working at a public university. Eddie, he corresponds with Michael Morbius, a vampire who kills people. Uh, well, he hasn't Why are you arguing against the PSA? People? It's a PSA. <laughs> it's... Just move on. It's I... fine. I'm suspicious. I, I don't trust this PSA Just whatsoever. Just say I hate Hans Jorgensen and agree and we can move on. No, I completely support college educa- college professors. They're, they, they're wonderful people who bring the world lots of knowledge. Wow. <laughs> He's, sorry, James. No, we're not getting our vacation, James. They're canceling our sponsorship, I'm quite He's sure. Of PSA. It, but. Well... <laughs> There are some people who probably would agree with our PSA. How could they let us know? Uh, you can email us anytime at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at Let's Read Spidey. 
Or you can message us on Twitter, too. Yeah, not enough people message us on Twitter. I know. James B. is so good on Twitter. Lots of fascinating things in there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, time to wrap things up. Um, I'm, uh, I'm James B., joined by... Eddie! And remember, listeners, if you're going to read Marvel team-ups... Read it with a friend. Goodbye. Goodbye. Put that picture of him kissing Jean Grey without permission. That's oh. gonna be the. That's gonna be the. What, is this gonna say? My Twitter. My Twitter thing's gonna be like. Um, for sexual hashtag, assault scene in the like, Spider Man. Hashtag me too. You know. Yes, he doesn't right. like. He it's, doesn't get her alone. He's doing it like literally with the X Men there. So. <laughs> Right. And did, you, did, did you do you see? This is a great. I, I'm sorry. I just noticed. I mean, that he, he, yes. He web, he web cyclops. Is cyclops. <laughs> so, so cyclops can't see. Oh god. The cyclops eyes are the best because yeah, he disables his weapon, but we know that he's got a thing for Gene too. So he's like, don't want you to see this.